Hello, church. I'm Mrs. Apao, and I'm reading from Acts chapter 1, verse 14 to 21. Peter stood with the eleven apostles and spoke in a loud and clear voice to the crowd. Friends and everyone else living in Jerusalem, listen carefully to what I have to say. You are wrong to think that these people are drunk. After all, it is only nine o'clock in the morning, but this is what God had the prophet Joel say. When the next days come, I will give my spirit to everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will have dreams. In those days, I will give my spirit to my servants, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I will work miracles in the sky above and wonders on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and cloud of smoke. The sun will turn dark and the moon will be as red as blood before the great and wonderful day of the Lord appears. Then the Lord will save everyone who asks for his help. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's Jonathan McCurley uh, from the Asian Rural Institute up in Tochigi, Japan, and it is good to be with you, all of you there at Kobe Union Church. Some of you might remember me, um, but as I said, I serve at the Asian Rural Institute, and I'm actually in our chapel, uh, the beautiful Oikos Chapel, which is an old Japanese farmhouse that we turned into a place of worship uh, after the 2011 uh, Great East uh, disaster here in um, the Kanto area. Um, and I know that you just were hearing from one of my colleagues, uh, we call him affectionately Uncle Timo here at ARI, um, about what's going on here at ARI, so I'm not going to touch much on that. Um, but just to remind you, if you, or if you don't know who I am, um, I was commissioned and I'm supported by the United Methodist Church, uh, just like Pastor Claudia. Um, and I have been serving here at ARI since 2009. And I've visited Cobanian Church many times. And when I was a student uh, at Kangaku, I also uh, attended the church there years ago. Um, and so today, uh, I've been asked to preach, and it is a privilege. Thank you for uh, welcoming me. And I want us to dive right into the scriptures and think today about um, what it means to rest in God, and especially looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I know I remember um, what is the Holy Spirit in Scripture, and it is the power of God in our lives. Uh, it's giving us peace in our heart, um, the Comforter, and the Advocate, uh, who is someone who, who goes for us and gives us the strength when we don't have the will, um, and even intercedes for us in prayer uh, when we don't know what to pray. And so I want us to think about our rest in God, through the Holy Spirit and what that looks like. They're looking at the life of one person that maybe many of you know of, um, and it's in the scripture we just read. Um, so we're going to take our sermon then from Acts chapter 2 and uh, look at specifically the life of Peter and go from there. So uh, to summarize what we just heard in the scripture reading from verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, 
Uh, we see that Peter, he stands up along with the other disciples after having experienced this amazing move of the Holy Spirit. And he clarifies for the people looking on that they are not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. Um, and also that there is something different going on here. People are not just crazy. They're not just having a religious experience. Something new is happening. And so he then he goes on um, to say that this is the outpouring of God's spirit as planned, as promised, and as prophesied in um, much, much earlier uh, in scripture. And actually he then quotes uh, from the prophet Joel, who prophesied hundreds of years uh, earlier um, about what would happen um, when God poured out his spirit on all flesh. And so that prophecy is actually found in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. And I encourage you to look that up later, not now, please stay with me here. Um, but look into the Old Testament and see uh, what Joel was saying there. And so after quoting Joel, Peter begins this really amazing sermon. And so my question for us today is to think about what happened here to Peter. What does it mean that the Holy Spirit was poured out into his life? And what does it mean for then Peter to walk in that? And I would say find his rest in God. So let's begin with Peter. Do you even know who Peter is? Um, many of you probably know that Peter was a fisherman. And this was a pretty common profession, especially from his hometown. Uh, he's, uh, his wife is from uh, Capernaum, which is on the Sea of Galilee. And he uh, actually married into this family of fishermen. He was probably already a fisherman. Um, and this was a place very important to the life of Jesus. And it seems like their business was successful. So he was a successful businessman, uh, not businessman, fisherman. And his father-in-law was also, seems to be pretty successful because uh, really the house that Peter lived in becomes the focus of Jesus's ministry when he was in Capernaum. In fact, if you visited Galilee today, uh, above his house is a church uh, where they recommend uh, just resting and actually taking in what it means to be there uh, on the Sea of Galilee, a beautiful and peaceful place. Um, but this Peter, um, he was not a well-educated man. He was educated in fishing, could do that. But in scripture, in public speaking, and these things that were happening in Jerusalem, Peter would not have been expected to be able to do so. I mean, he did spend some time with Jesus, right? We know he was with Jesus for a few years. And we know he had a very close relationship to Jesus, but it was a very up and down I don't know if you know people like Peter, but Peter was always willing to say what was on his mind. Amen? Have you met those type of people? And sometimes what he said is not actually what happened. In other words, Peter talked too much. Do you know of any of these incidents with Peter talking too much? For example, John chapter 13 at the Last Supper, right? We find Jesus saying, uh, we find Peter saying to Jesus, I will die with you, Jesus. We find Peter saying, I will protect you, Jesus. And then when Jesus tries to wash his feet, he says, you will never wash my feet. But if you keep reading to the end of John, you see that Jesus does indeed wash Peter's feet. <clears throat> Peter does not protect Jesus. And Peter does not die along with Jesus. In fact, 
At the end of Jesus' life, Peter even says, I never knew Jesus three times. Peter, Peter, Peter. But I'm not just talking about Peter, right? This type of living, this type of, I will do this, these promises we make to others, to God. Does this sound familiar? Have you experienced this type of situation yourself? You love Jesus, but you don't live up to your promise. Sin takes over and you lose your temper. Have you ever let Jesus down or maybe even denied him? Over the past year, I think many of you have struggled so much uh, with your faith and what it means to follow and love Jesus. I know you have not been able to worship in person, and you may have even wondered if by doing that, are you denying Jesus? I think you understand the feelings of Peter and those throughout history who have tried so hard to do what they thought was the will of God, what they thought was the right thing, and yet it didn't happen. But just like with Peter, the story continues with us as well. So let's keep going, my friends, and let's see what happens again in Acts when the Holy Spirit comes down on Peter. So if you look again at this scripture, uh, Acts chapter 2, we see that uh, Peter begins to, to preach. And we see that there's a boldness in Peter that he hadn't had before. It's not just the passion that he's always had, but there's some type of power and wisdom that comes over him. My friends, I do not think this was because he learned something in between the cross and Pentecost. I don't think this is because his character changed all of a sudden. I think something changed inside of him. When the Holy Spirit touched him, he became an instrument of God. And if you keep reading Acts, you can see the thousands of lives that are changed through him. And how Peter becomes a powerful man of God whose shadow can even bring healing to people. This change is what the Holy Spirit tells us happens as Jesus gives the Holy Spirit to the people and to Peter. From a traitor who denied Jesus to a man who had the power, it seemed, of Jesus. And this is not just Peter. If we look at the New Testament, we will see time and time again, case after case, where the Holy Spirit comes and a new wise boldness appears. Jesus says to his disciples, as they go out to the world in Luke chapter 2, that the Spirit will give them the words they need at the time they need. And I think that same promise is for you and me. And that's exactly what we see throughout the New Testament. I believe, actually, that trusting these words is really what it means to live by the Spirit. If you don't believe me, continue to read the book of Acts. And you will see how the Spirit moves not only on Peter, but on so many, and how lives are changed as the church grows and grows, and the impact on the world works more and more. And my friends, that movement of the Spirit in the lives of normal people brought them together and formed what we know as of the church. That, my friends, is what we continue to do today. It's a tradition that is at least 2,000 years old that we are continuing as we gather. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh, and it is a promise for us still today. Amen? I think you believe this, and you 
want to be reminded of this, and that's why you're here sitting in front of your computer or your phone or tablet uh, watching this service, even though you can't be with us. I think you need to be reminded of what God has done in Scripture so that you can know what God will do in your life today. As we gather and worship, this is a place for us to be encouraged. It's a place to remind us of all the things that God has done, of what Christ wants to, for us, how we are loved, how we are accepted and forgiven. And that is true. It is a place where we can learn how to live by the Spirit so that we can face anything that comes our way. Amen? And I want to encourage you and myself to live by the Spirit today. I ask all of you here in this church to seek deeply the guidance and the healing and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life now, in the lives of those around you. No matter what you may struggle with or how unworthy you may feel, please remember that God chose a common man like Peter to, to do great things. And now you are part of that great thing. You're part of the church. And you have billions of brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the ages. So just like Peter, we can find the strength to go on in the Holy Spirit. How? Again, look at Peter. No matter how much Peter messed up or he felt like he was too weak or stupid, he came back to Jesus. He came back to God. And he would be forgiven and empowered to do things far beyond his imagination. And the rest founding at sitting at the feet of Jesus on a beach, at a table, in a garden. Peter found the strength to go on. And friends, what this means for you and me is that if we live by the Spirit, we will go back to Jesus and we will not be afraid. We won't worry about what we can and can't do. We won't worry about what we've messed up with before. But in following the guidance of God through the Holy Spirit, we will enter in a type of rest. Why? Because following the guidance will take us into something new, something uh, very unexpected, something we may think is impossible, but through the power of the Spirit, we will be able to go into that. And that, I think, is what true rest is. Maybe, like me, you're going to be called to a place you would never expect. My coming to the Asian Royal Institute was definitely like that. It's a place where bugs and dirt and manure are treasures. It's a place where our sweat and our tears and our laughter bring healing. ARI's life of self-sustainability through life-giving agriculture and dependence on the faithful gifts of people like you all around the world it's not always easy, but it's something that gives me joy because when I see these difficulties, I take a moment to sit at the feet of Jesus. I ask the Holy Spirit to remind me of why I'm here. And I try to live again in that power because again, God guides me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Just as he's guided those before me in this ministry for the past 50 years and the ministry of the Covenian Church for over 100 years, in that I find rest. And I think this isn't just me, I think this is for all of us. So much is going on in Japan and around the world, 
with civil war, with disease. Um, this whole pandemic has continued to upend so much of our lives. In fact, I was just talking um, the other day with one of our graduates in Myanmar, uh, who's been in the news so much of uh, the country. And he told me that for the past two years, his children have not been able to be in school. First, the coronavirus, and then the political difficulties. In fact, leaving his compound is a dangerous uh, venture, and he could get shot. Uh, he could get arrested just from leaving his home. And so when I shared concern, he laughed at me and he said, ah, I'm not afraid. Because if the Holy Spirit has been with me before, he's going to be with me now. He knows that God will continue to work by his Spirit. Because that's who he knows God is. And he knows that he doesn't need to live in fear, even in the midst of that situation. And so I think that's the same for us. We do not need to live in fear of any situation. But when we ask God, who graciously gives good gifts to his children for help, for guidance, the Spirit will be able to go with us forward and help us to face whatever is in front of us. That might be, my friends, what it is to enter the rest of God. Knowing that God's power through the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us as God has done for the billions throughout history. So my friends, will you believe with me? Will you walk with me? Will you enter this rest with me? And right now, will you take a moment and pray with me? Lord God, Father of all creation, the one who created us and nurtured us and who brought us to this point to where we could uh, live our lives. We give you thanks that we are here today. We thank you for the Kobe Union Church. We thank you for the Asian Rural Institute. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that through your Holy Spirit, you have empowered people like Dr. Toshikiro Takami, like Dr. Kagawa, like so many people before us who have seen a need and moved in ministry, moved in love for others. We thank you that you've empowered people like uh, our graduates in Myanmar from the Asian Rural Institute who continue to, to work and continue to, to live without fear, knowing that as the Holy Spirit has worked in their lives before, that he will continue. Lord God, work in our lives. In the midst of this pandemic, not only in Japan, but around the world, we ask for your healing, we ask for your comfort. We ask for your rest. Lord, we pray that you would be with us today just as you've been with us until now. And that you will give us a new strength, a new power, new guidance into tomorrow. Be with us in all that we do. And help us not to forget that you are our God. You are our power, our might, and you love us dearly. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a great worship service.